Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Todd Nielsen. Today we have a guest speaker from Michigan, Ambante Sankicha. Um, some of you may have seen him before. He's been here before. And um, he's going to give the talk today. So welcome, Bhante. Right. Thank you very much, Todd, uh, for the brief introduction. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm very glad to be here today uh, to share a short guided meditation and uh, some Dhamma with you. Uh, so let's begin uh, our practice uh, with a short guided meditation. All right. Maintaining the proper posture with upright body and gently closing your eyes. Understanding your posture the way you are seated Appreciating this very moment, being very happy about this moment, your spiritual practice, your Dhamma practice, as one of the best things you can give to yourself. We are going to spend some time to relax our body and calm the mind to purify the mind from defilements and other hindrances. To understand ourselves better. With this appreciative joy, this happy mind, take a few deep breaths some long, mindful and gentle breaths, releasing any tension and negative energies from the body. Experiencing the each breath throughout the body you may bring your complete attention to your inner experience, to your body and mind. So take a few deep breaths, filling your entire lungs, holding the breath for a couple of seconds, and release it mindfully and peacefully. 
and relax. Feel the presence of yourself in this peaceful atmosphere. Feel the peacefulness and the silence around you. As you maintain a very still and relaxed posture, you may take some time to scan through your body, gently touching each and every single part of the body with the mind, observing even the subtle sensations and feelings through the deep stillness, just to see how you feel your body at this moment, if it is relaxed, if it is peaceful, or even if it is restless. Observing as it is, and see if you can completely let go of all the thoughts past memories and other mental images from the mind, allowing yourself to be here and now in the present moment. Limiting your mind just to your psychophysical entity, Just by letting it be, letting it be without much effort. You are just listening to your body with an empty mind being very kind and gentle to yourself. <clears throat> 
letting go of the past, letting go of the future. Feeling the deep sense of connectedness with yourself, with your body and mind. And do not forget to have a slight compassionate smile in your face. And remember, when you smile from your own heart, you generate lots of positive energies. And let these positive energies and vibrations illuminate your inner experience. Now, with this relaxed body and calm mind, understanding the breathing process as you breathe in and out through the nostrils, you may observe each and every single incoming and outgoing breath mindfully. When you breathe in, simply being aware that you are breathing in. When you breathe out, being aware that you are breathing out. See for how long you can be just with the present breath without getting distracted. Once you feel the natural breath, let the natural breathing process take place. 
You are observing the natural incoming and outgoing breath with present moment, silent awareness. Relaxing your body and calming the mind with each breath. Letting go of the past, letting go of the future. Keeping the mind always in the present moment with the help of natural breath. Simply understanding how your body and mind become free from tension, stress and anxieties. As you always maintain the present moment awareness on each breath. Breathing in, breathing out. Even understanding and acknowledging your direct responsibility in maintaining this peaceful state of mind, these healthy states of being, as human beings, we all have this potential to discipline and control ourselves. If we guide us in the right direction,
And now, as we experience this spiritual happiness, physical and mental well-being, let's share all these positive feelings now with all living beings in the world, in the universe, as our loving kindness and compassion, letting your love go to all beings in all directions, including all of us who are here now, wishing them may all beings be well, may all beings be happy, May all beings be relaxed. May all beings be peaceful. Broadening your heart and broadening your mind. Feeling the deep sense of connection with all beings. May all beings be well. May all beings be happy. May all beings be relaxed. May all beings be peaceful. Now turning back to yourself, taking a few deep inhalations and exhalations, refreshing your body and mind, understanding the posture, You may open your eyes. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Um, I think uh, we can skip the chanting today. <laughs> okay. All right. I hope you all enjoyed the peaceful meditation session. <coughs> so, after the meditation, I was uh, 
asked to do a short Dhamma talk on a very special topic today. Uh, I know it is not a new topic to all of you, uh, because from time to time uh, we talk about this topic uh, as it is very much connected to the teachings, uh, our spirituality, and our everyday life, which is the karma, <laughs> right? The magical word. Uh, in fact, it is uh, a broad topic, a uh, complex topic. Uh, there are a lot to understand, uh, but here we will focus just on uh, its practical aspect and uh, how it can be connected to uh, our practice and uh, how it would be beneficial for us. Okay. Uh, simply, the word karma means the actions, right? Actions. Uh, we always perform actions. Okay. And as human beings, uh, in one way, we all are uh, the products of karmas. Okay. Uh, we all are products of karmas. Uh, as we always perform uh, the karmas then, the actions always. And uh, <clears throat> when we think about our everyday life, uh, life, our body, this physical appearance, physical manifestations uh, is the most outer level of our experience. And we know it is just like a computer, a machine, uh, different informations uh, and different data uh, being stored in this machine. So according to this software or the data, this physical body as a machine, it just functions. And uh, the important thing there is that uh, we experience some uh, different levels, different states within this process, as we can understand. So the important thing to understand here, this data or the information uh, given to this machine is actually directly from ourselves, not someone else mainly. Uh, within this lifetime, uh, as it is explained in the Dhamma, uh, mostly the information, the data uh, we have been given to this machine even from uh, the lives before this life, for a long, long time. Right. So, from time to time, we go through different experiences because of the information or the data uh, that we have stored in the system. This is how the uh, karma, karmic force, uh, is functioning. Okay. So when we learn about the karma, it mostly comes to our head, mostly comes to our mind. Oh, it is just a theory. It's just a teaching. Uh, or oh, if it is uh, even uh, a belief system. You know, but very interestingly, the karma is a very active experience. It is always taking place. It's always uh, functioning even right now. Hmm? So it's very uh, alive, as we can see. 
and uh, it has uh, even though it has a very personal aspect to it uh, this karma when it comes to our everyday life experience uh, our karmic forces karmic consequences are even interacting with each other right that's why uh, when you talk about our relationships these are also mostly determined in our life due to our past karmas <laughs> we happen to lose certain individuals because of our karma we have that experience for better or worse <laughs> right for better or worse we happen to live and experience and share our life with others our partners family members friends and others maybe neighbors even <laughs> because of our own karma you know therefore uh, it's very interesting very important to understand you know when it comes to uh, our personal life and experience uh, if you know the theory of karma uh, if you know how it works how it influences our life our physical and mental well-being i think it's a great asset for you it can be very enlightening very practical very beneficial to you okay so in understanding uh, these things uh, we have to focus on a couple of areas uh, uh, what these karmas or where they occur uh, in this process hmm? our karmic uh, experience or if they are the actions uh, that we perform they are always uh, processed within this body and mind it's very important to understand that okay as we communicate with the external world through our senses uh, eventually all these things are going through our brain our nervous system our past memories and everything uh, there are perceptions there are ways that we uh, process this information eventually in our brain uh, or you may call it the mind eventually right uh, according to our past experiences uh, the way we understand them interpret them uh, we create certain ways of reacting to them right if this informations uh, in our brain appear to be pleasant enjoyable joyful we get attached to them we crave for them right uh, so we emotionally get attached to them and if they are not pleasant if they are unpleasant painful uh, not joyful we hate them we want to get rid of them we want to run away from them mostly with our past experiences right and there are also certain emotions are uh, created in our brain it's actually set ourselves in actions or you may call it the reaction there's always a reaction in our experience to what we process in our brain 
okay and we know that part biologically <coughs> how it is happening when hormones uh, are released according to our emotions in our brain in amygdala uh, our brain secretes certain hormones into our blood system blood stream and blood stream uh, carries this message uh, throughout the body this is how these emotions uh, set ourselves in uh, the flight or fight mode uh, reaction levels so when we react to our emotions actually these actions become the karma this is exactly where the karmas are taking place so basically you can understand then the emotional reaction to our perceptions what we experience in our system becomes the karma okay this is very important to understand so the nature of uh, this phenomenon therefore uh, produces certain uh, consequence they always create uh, consequences accordingly if it is a negative reaction they create uh, negative consequences if you act or speak out of evil intention negative intention that produces a negative consequence for you if you react to uh, these perceptions what you experience inside according to uh, positive emotions uh, positive feelings the happiness uh, and peace will follow so this is the basic theory right uh to simply say it, every action has an equal reaction to it so it comes when it comes to our human experience it also works the same it is same so this is where it takes place okay uh as i mentioned earlier it is an ongoing process there according to the buddha's teachings we are products of the karma our own karma in one place uh, buddha explains that kammas uh, komhi if there's anything to say that belongs to you in this world in your life it is your own karma actually what you have done it is the karma to claim anything in this world in this universe to be yourself it is the karma you know and kamadaya do your karma becomes your inheritance you carry it always with you wherever you go whatever you do you always carry your karmic consequences so it becomes your inheritance uh and karma yoni it becomes the birth place for you so this is very interesting point actually uh when you understand the theory of karma and how it works according to the buddhist teachings it goes beyond this life you know uh according to that explanation by the buddha we are the travelers through this existence because of our karma 
it becomes very complex and beautiful when it comes to uh, the special teachings of the Buddha on the karma and rebirth. You know, how the rebirth process is explained is mainly uh, with the theory of karma. Okay, So we are born as human beings because of our own karma. And this human life is considered a high level of this uh, different realms of existence. Hmm? We have done a lot of good karmas in our past lives. That's why we are born as human beings. So different beings are born uh, due to their own karmas. As animals, hungry ghosts, uh, divine beings, uh, to be born in hells, uh, all these things are determined by individuals' own karma, not someone else's wish. This is how uh, Buddha explains it, by seeing how these things happen with his own mind. You know, uh, so therefore, when you understand it, uh, when you understand the rebirth, how it takes place, it's very easy to understand when you understand the theory of karma how it works. That's why it is said that your karma becomes your birthplace. So we are born as human beings and where you are going to be born again after you die is determined by your karmas that you are performing in this very lifetime. So there comes the most important point to understand. So who is deciding it then? You. It's our responsibility, therefore. Uh, if you live a good life, better life, uh, spiritual life with a better understanding, you will be born as a uh, human being, divine being, in this advanced level of this existence. And it is the same with opposite. Hmm. So the karma becomes your birthplace. And karma bandhu, the karma is your real relatives. Karma is your real, uh, true relatives, actually. You know, uh, it is clearly explained in one place in the Dhamma, actually. It comes to my mind now. <clears throat> you know, when you go to uh, a foreign country, okay, uh, having no clue where to go, what to do, you know, mostly, uh, but if you know that there is at least one friend for you in that country, how you feel, <laughs> right? This friend, this friend would come to the airport even to pick you up, welcome you, warmly welcome you. What is your feeling, right? If there's no one like that, how helpless you are, how desperate you are going to be there, hmm? uncertain even. Uh, you're going to be there. So Buddha says, if you have done a lot of good karmas in your life, it is like having that only one friend waiting <laughs> in that airport to welcome you warmly. You know, But if you haven't done anything good, positive karmas, uh, wholesome karmas in this, your life, in this very lifetime, when you are going to be born again, you are going to be in a big problem. <laughs> With such an uncertainty, 
uh, insecurity, confusion, frustrations, disappointments and everything, you know. That is to uh, understand, as I explained earlier, this way it becomes a big asset for you when you understand the theory of karma and how it works, okay. Uh, and karma patisarano, your own karma becomes the refuge for you then. You know, if you understand it, if you guide yourself in the right direction, it becomes your refuge, you know. And it becomes very broad actually when you understand uh, the circle of birth and death, how it works, you know. And very importantly, to understand how it works now, as I mentioned earlier. I mentioned that it's an ongoing thing, it's very active even now, the karma and its reaction, you know. Just to understand that very easily, you know, when you are angry, right, when you are angry, uh, if you are angry at this very moment, how you feel? How you feel it in yourself, in your body, in your mind, in your emotional level, how you feel it? Hmm? Are you peaceful? <laughs> Are you restful? Hmm? Are you comfortable? No. It is like you are burning in a hell. That's how we feel when we are angry. And it is same with all negative emotions. You know, we are totally being disturbed by these emotions. So we can see that immediate reaction to our own karma, our reactions. So these reactions are uh, explained in three ways. We react to our negative emotions through our physical actions. Kaya karma, the physical actions. We hit someone, we disturb someone using our body, you know, in our actions. And, of course, we reaction to our negative emotions through our words, verbal actions. And this is how uh, the karmic reactions are uh, mainly explained. But going beyond that, uh, in the Buddha's teachings it is explained uh, as mental karmas too. Hmm? To be very subtle, uh, Sometimes we react to our emotions through our thoughts and creating more emotions, thoughts. We replicate thoughts according to uh, our negative emotion. And they can be very powerful too. Uh, but we don't really worry about that part. Why? <laughs> Nobody can see it. <laughs> right? What we think, Whatever is going on in our mind, nobody can see it. But we see that. We know that. Right? So, uh, our heart knows everything. What we think, mostly. Uh, what is going on in our mind. Our mental reaction. Therefore, there's no escape <laughs> for our mental karmas too. You know. Uh, so, this is also very important to understand. There are three ways of performing karmas. They can... Uh, produce uh, consequences accordingly. Okay, and when uh, they come to uh, experiential level, when these karmas uh, 
influence us with their karmic consequences. There's a big uh, classification onto that, depending on the intensity of our karma, depending on how powerful uh, our uh, emotional reaction to them. Mm-hmm. So there are karmas uh, that directly influence you, uh, that directly affect you in this very lifetime. So just like uh, the experience I explained earlier, when you get angry, you feel it right there, you experience it. You are being disturbed already. You don't have to wait to next life. It's already there, right? If you do certain thing, if you say something to someone, mostly you get the consequence maybe very immediately. You know, within, a, uh, I mean, on the same day, a couple of days later, or this lifetime, you know, there are uh, karma and act- uh, karmic reactions like that. So there are certain karmas uh, that are going to affect you in this very lifetime. Okay, but I think that is the most practical level to see, you know, how it happens to us. Uh, so many people have that understanding now, you know, even though uh, before it was like very spiritual, very religious, but many people, our general audience actually, society, they have come to understand this, you know. Many people say that, that's my karma. That's my karma. They know that. If they something, if they do something <laughs> bad, they're going to come back to them, right? We call them the boomerang uh, action or the reaction. You know, what you throw out will, will come back to you. Either way, positive or negative. So, it's a common general understanding today. What you do, what you put out there really matters to you. Right? It's no longer a secret or highly spiritual thing. It's the practical understanding nowadays. People know how it works, right? That is because of their direct experience in there. You know, as they interact with people, relationship, maybe workplace, uh, family members and others, right? And uh, mostly people are talking about what happens in the nature even today. Many people would try to explain that uh, as something directly connected to human behavior. As human beings uh, are declining in a way, you know, having no respect to each other, no any appreciation of the nature, what they do, how they live their life, how they behave, right? So there's a certain way that nature reacts to this human behavior. So that way it becomes very complex, you know, what we do, what we speak, what we think in our mind even. When it becomes to a collective experience like the global level, that can really affect the nature. It is explained in the Dhamma. It becomes a powerful force then, you know. Uh, To explain that in a very uh, experiential level, you know, there are some places There are some houses even, when you go there, you feel some welcoming feeling. You want to be there. 
you want to stay some longer there right i think we all have that experience and sometimes when you enter some places <laughs> you can't wait to leave that place <laughs> you want to go away you know some negative feelings sometimes so that can be directly connected to the individuals people live there you know how they live in that house that space how they behave what kind of things that they value appreciate how they communicate with each other uh, all these vibrations actually can really change the environment that atmosphere so very practical thing when you come to this place how you feel <laughs> right these positive vibrations positive energies right that is directly connected to our karma what we do in our mind in our speech in our actions so through through this experiential level actually we have come to understand this point uh, this theory of karma how it works how it is directly connected to our physical mental emotional and spiritual well-being you know so uh, this karma therefore is a very practical ongoing thing you know uh even though we don't see it even though you are not aware of them it's happening always so karma is very complexly connected to ourselves uh and there are karmas that will affect you directly right after you die right explained in the dhamma like if you kill your mother or father uh, uh an enlightened being if you harm the buddha uh if you do something bad for the spiritual community kind of thing these karmas are going to be very powerful very powerful when it comes to this spiritual level they are going to be affecting you right after you die in a negative level very bad very powerful and there are karmas that will affect you throughout this existence until you attain enlightenment until you become free from this birth or end death circle uh so these are some classifications of the karma and their reactions depending on their intensity and uh, most important thing to keep in mind this karma is only one theory one condition that explains how things happen in our life it's only one factor but very important very important that will decide so many things in our life how and what happens to us so therefore as human beings would explain that we can control the karma we can control the karma if we understand this theory how it works and as i said where it works right we can influence it we can directly control that especially where this is done is actually in our brain in that process as i explained earlier the exact point to control that actually when these informations are going through our brain there are two sensory pathways one goes directly through our amygdala uh, getting this emotional experience involved and then direct our reaction accordingly but we can divert that we can divert that signal that sensory process in our brain bypassing the amygdala to go through the 
cortex, frontal lobe, that we direct our signal waves to analyze it properly, wisely, intellectually. That is what we call the reasoning. Uh, what magically happens there is the real application of the mindful awareness. So know that. Technically what you are doing by practicing mindfulness meditation is that you avoid that emotional level getting involved on our way. We try to guide this process to go through our reasoning, our thinking brain, and we guide ourselves accordingly. So this is exactly how Buddha explained the theory of karma, the theory of birth, rebirth, all these things were there even before Buddha coming. This is but what Buddha really realized. How to control the karma and possibly how to get rid of the process of karma even. Avoiding these negative uh, emotions. Hmm? So, if you do not produce these negative emotions, even the positive emotions are impossible there. It's a question for you to think about. <laughs> because emotions are always blind, positive or negative. According to Buddhism, there are no positive or negative emotions. The positive emotions are explained as highly evolved mental states. They are no longer emotions. Because emotions are always out of your control. They are controlling you. But in the spiritual level, there are no positive emotions. They are highly spiritual states or qualities of mind, like love, loving-kindness. right? So, Buddha spoke about how to control this. Take the control of this process and even possibly get rid of all the karmas. And that is how Buddha said even to get rid of the suffering of this existence. Because we are going to be born again because of creating our own karmas. So, Buddha discovered how to end this process, not to create any karma, but to be at peace always, without getting into this emotional level and create any karma. So, we can influence, we can control our karma and their reaction. And this is uh, what Buddha discovered. And it is possible for anyone. It is possible for anyone if you really use this proper mindfulness technique or the introspection. The human beings are, only human beings are gifted with that. Only human beings can watch their emotions, uh, witness their emotions, control their emotions before reacting to them. So we need to encourage that practice, that level of awareness in our practice and guide ourselves in the right direction. So the positive karmas are helpful, us, uh, helpful to us to live a peaceful, happy, spiritual life. You know, ending of all the karma is a different story. You know, getting into a deeper levels. But to live a harmonious life, peaceful, happy life, we need to learn how to uh, perform good karmas, positive karmas, wholesome karmas. They are good for you. They are good for others. That is the way to live a happy life. Okay, so these are some essential information for you about the karma. Uh, so for the time given, <laughs> this is what I can share with you for now.
uh, I can take any, maybe one question. <laughs> if you have any. Yes. Mm-hmm. For example, who would choose to be born yes. to you? Yes. So that related to your karma? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> And your karma, also the other person's karma as well. They choose to come to you because of their own karma too. That's why it is very complicated actually, you know, in understanding. And we should never forget that we perform karmas collectively too. Like two people coming together and do one action. So they share the same consequence together. You know, it happens that way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think. So sorry about the time and uh, thank you very much for being here and uh, all the blessings to you. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Hi. Hello, hello. Right. Need the mic? Oh, no. oh, sure. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Look at the Buddha kids. Wow. Awesome. So, um, we just had a great time today, you probably heard. And we did some, a number of things. We did crafts and we did uh, uh, meditation where we actually sat and we were crisscross applesauce. We talked about who Buddha was. And we sat like Buddha and we felt how that felt. And we had a lot of interesting responses. We had that Buddha was a teacher. We had that Buddha was a prince. What did it feel like to feel like a prince at one time? What did it feel like to be someone that loves everybody, including the bugs? <laughs> and then we did something that we're going to really share with you because it's easier to show you than to talk about it. So we're talking about sloth arm.
So thanks a million, everybody, kids. We can leave now, and uh, we get to play downstairs. Thanks, everybody. Woo!